Hello and welcome to another edition of Beer Breath Podcast. On today's cast, it is just Mike and I down in here in the Manhattan studio. Uh, Sam has contracted AIDS for the one millionth time the past year. FBA. Uh, <laughs> full-blown. Full-blown AIDS. Dom may be struggling on the verge of AIDS, but is also traveling, so it might be just a travel AIDS. And uh, Trey is... I don't know where Trey is. I think he might be contracting AIDS, but that's just a numbers game at this point. Yeah. So it's just Mike and I here in the studio today. Uh, on today's cast, we will talk about the state of Kansas State sports, I guess, primarily basketball, since that's the season that we're in. We'll also talk a little bit about the weather uh, as of late around the country and how fucking cold it is and, and miserable that is. Um, but first, before we get to that, we have to, <laughs> did I miss where we talk about the, I don't know how he really does it anymore with the, uh, intro. I don't know. Don, just, do the intro right now. Just get ready for it. Get ready for it. <laughs> we don't have to actually pause the entire time. Sports like the song's playing. So much more. Get ready for Okay, so today's, uh, before we get to any of those topics, we have to try our, uh, we have to do our beer review. So today's beer is Warbeard, which comes to you from Walnut River uh, Brewing Company. That's here in El Dorado, Kansas. So it is an Irish red ale. I just uh, did the worst pour I've ever seen, oh so I have to God. wait a second. That's like, <laughs> that's insane. All right, well. It's like five-eighths foam. Hold on. I'll just finish the rest out of the can for my How do you know if it's supposed to be like a hard pour or a soft pour? Does it matter on the beer? I think I think technically any bottled or canned beer is supposed to be a hard pour because that's how you get rid of some of the carbonation. Otherwise, it's too carbonated. Hmm, the more but you know. I don't know. So it looks uh, rich in color. It is like a, I guess, a, a dark red. That makes sense. Since yeah, it's, it's an Irish red. So it has a red tinge to it. It's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. I think I've actually maybe had it before at Old Chicago, strangely enough. Really? Because they have their beer tour or whatever. And I think I remember having Beer tour one. came through Kansas, huh? I guess. The land of the flame? Maybe. Uh, Home of the brave? Maybe they just, uh, there was, it was their special thing on tap, but. It is a 5.5% alcohol by volume beer, so pretty drinkable, I would say. It's not overly anything. No. <clears throat> pretty smooth. The, uh, the can's kind of cool, I guess. It's got like a Viking on it with a orange beard, which you might call war beard. In some countries. <laughs> Might also call it a red beard. Yeah. How insane is that? We They had talked about it in a previous episode I wasn't part of, but the color thing. I still don't necessarily buy that the whole color talk. Like, Color if, of what? Beer? No, no, no. Color in general. Like, if this is red to me, oh, but it's orange to you, 
But we're agreeing that it's both orange. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, I got to thinking about that old conversation. Like, if for some reason I was taught growing up that this was yellow or something? Yeah. Something stupid. Yeah, I don't know who decided that. Science? There's a lot of things that just got decided that I don't understand. Like what? Well, we also talked about, like, time just got decided. Um, Seven days in a week just got decided. Working five of those days just got decided by somebody. So why can't we decide that five days is too many? (laughs) Actually, I think this is kind of old, but some school in Colorado actually did outlaw... Or not outlaw. It's not illegal. But they... <laughs> They're just like... I about went, tweet! Like it's just, that's what the cops do. <laughs> um, they don't have... Uh, they have Mondays off from school. So they only have a four-day school week. Do you think that if you... Let's see. So if it was four days, so you'd have to work two extra hours a day, would you want to do four tens? If I you think had a forty-hour work week, I think I could. I don't know. I'd have to test it first and then decide which is better. I don't think it works like that. Well, if I'm just for my own <laughs> sake, just try it some week. Take a Friday off. If we're gonna make a law about it, this is a president to do it with. We're gonna try it for just a second. <laughs> many, many days of the week. We should have tried it when there was no government. Shit, missed our the chance. Government didn't decide it though. Well. Still, Henry Ford decided it, right? Isn't that who did the eight-hour work or eight-hour workday, five-day work week? I have no idea. Well, who's to Pretty say? Much no point, though. Well, I, eh. to what work four tens? To work at all? Well, true. <laughs> I mean, I probably work too freaking much most of the most of the time. That's the thing that is nice and also sucks about my job is my my personal job is that I either can work. I mean, there might be an afternoon where I don't have to work at all or it could be like, yeah, I got to work tonight and early tomorrow morning and skip lunch and work on the weekend. Like, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. it's such a pain in the ass. So I guess the work week probably isn't that big a deal. We set it more for like hourly hourly or factory employees. Right. So they could scheduling shifts so that's so that's actually probably why they did it when you think about it is they he wanted 24 divided by 8 24 divided by well like how many shifts can i get people to go on that that's worth their while right because if you were only working four hours a week or four hours a day it'd be fucking awesome but (laughs) you wouldn't i don't feel like you'd really get anything done yeah also the the fact that your time is literally like valued like you put a value on your time is how you get paid in all technicality. What do you mean? Like I'm worth this much an hour? Yeah. Yeah, it's depressing to think about how much you're worth an hour to someone else. <laughs> like, oh, I'm worth like 15 bucks an hour. That's not very much. No. I just saw that Anthony Davis got fined. I have no idea why. Probably because he shaved his unibrow or something. But he got fined fifty thousand, and he makes that in eight minutes of game clock during an NBA game. So his time is worth that much. Why is his time worth more than my time? People enjoy his time; they don't care about <laughs> your time. So well, much. how do you know my job isn't broadcast? Maybe if it was, people would watch it. You think? Maybe. 
Probably not. Probably not. But who knows? If you you know, so going back to the Kyler Murray thing, we talked about this a little bit. Baseball versus football. Like I know, like players want to play, and he could be nobody in baseball. So I understand why he's going football. But football players get paid so little compared to like what a baseball player makes or a basketball player. Anybody out of the main sports, baseball, baseball is grossly overpaid in general, in all levels. Like, yeah, it's not, it doesn't really generate near the revenue that I feel like that goes out. Well, major league baseball does, but minor leagues don't. But also, I don't know. In baseball, you're playing, it probably, I don't know what the conversion would be for like per game value. Because in baseball, it probably is about even if you take. Because in yeah, the NFL, it per game you're game value or like tax on your body. Because well, yeah, but that's two different things. Yeah, what are they paying for you for though? What do you mean? Are they paying you for game value or how long they can keep you as an asset? Um, well, that's probably worked into your contract. Yeah. Because how many years they want you want your time? <laughs> Speaking of that, so let's go to college football for a second because. And I I can't remember if if we had talked about this already on the podcast, but so we were talking about um we were talking about like the transfer portal as far as K State or uh, like how quarterbacks like Oklahoma got Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. right so it's like okay cool like basically he's a free agent and just says okay I want to I want to go to school here or anywhere any it like it could be the best pro of course it's going to be one of the top programs because he came from a top program. So he's like, ah, screw it. I'm going to go here. So it, it's out of control. Like it's never, you can't, you can't tell someone where to go to school, right? Cause you're a student athlete. So if they don't want to go to school, you're hurting their education. So you almost have to pay the players at some point and find out a way to make it more even. Cause I mean, seemingly you either have to cheat, get lucky or be one of the top programs to become a top program. Would you agree yeah. with that? Well, yeah, it's the saying the rich get richer. Rich get richer. Right. So I'm thinking college football is basically I mean, it's just a stepping stone to the NFL. Why don't they do why don't they do contract why don't they do contracts like they do in the pros? And they would say, You're gonna get paid this much money and it could be over like one year and it, they have a salary cap, right, as a team. So basically what you're saying is uh, you five star who I know is going to go to the NFL here in next year or two years. They, they go in the next year if they want to. I'm going to pay you $3 million a year for one year. And then once your contract's up, you can go to the NFL. You can go to another team if you want. doesn't really matter. But that that's what your contract is. Or you can guarantee someone... However, you know, much money you could say, I'm going to invest $8 million in you over four years. You're guaranteed that throughout your four years. Like someone, a player could do that. And then after that, you go to the NFL. If you want to go to the NFL early, the NFL team has to buy your contract. Yeah. So basically you're turning the NCAA into an auction style pre-draft to the NFL. Yep. Yeah. You could do it on the same. You could do that with any sport. Yeah, you could. I don't know. That, you could do it. You could do it with women's soccer too. They just won't get paid as much. Like they don't get paid as much in in the pros. I mean, that's just like sorry. If you're revenue generating, 
you're able to pay people more. But you have to have a salary cap too, right? Because if it's a free for all, no, the pros don't have a free for all. So a free for all wouldn't that makes zero sense. So basically, at that point, what you'd be saying is, "Hey, Alabama, you can you have I don't know what your team's salary cap would be. You have." 70 million 75 million dollars a year 100 million dollars a year probably not 100 million dollars a year <laughs> that'd be pretty insane you have 10 million dollars a year so you're saying but it's like then, taking scholarship numbers except translating that to money and then raising it because they're going to get paid more so what if so everybody would be better that way there's right? a certain there's only a certain amount of players that can get paid though on a team no 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 i, I would eliminate that it wouldn't matter because they're going to have to pay their own education if you're making a million dollars a year. Yeah, but I'm saying like, so the amount of people that are getting paid to play in college on a team has got to be limited to like 50. No, they just have the salary cap. So basically you would have uh, TM, by the way, if this ever, like if anybody decides to call me ab- about this, but it, instead you would have a salary cap. So if you are, you, you have so many dollars a year. And then you have a rolling number for per four years or whatever. Yeah, but then wouldn't you run into like you're if I still... want to invest if I want to invest all my money into twenty two players, offense and defense, that's fine. And then I'll just have I'll have walk ons that have the opportunity to earn a contract. Yeah, but so then wouldn't you run into still like in the minds of a college kid, they still want to like you're going to college to win a national championship. So if you were Alabama as opposed to K State and Alabama's like, I'll pay you $5 million. And K-State was like, I'll pay you $5 million. They'd still go to Alabama because it's a better program. Well, yeah, that it depends, right? Because if Alabama invests $5 million on you and $5 million on the next guy and the $5 million on the next guy, but then all of their other players are worth 100000 or 50000 or you can have school be worked into the deal. I, I don't really know the semantics of it and all the other things that are involved yet. But if they said, I'm going to invest $5 million on you, but all of these other players, you're going to fit into our, our, our wheel and all these other players are good rather than having these five good players and all the rest have to be like walk-ons or something or just shit players. So basically what you're saying is, hey, five-star, five-star, here we go. But Alabama now can't load up on 10 five-stars. K-State could overpay a five-star if they wanted to, if it meant that much to them. And they would be able to, they, they would just suffer in other areas. So it would even out the, the grand scheme of things So more. they still have to go to school? Um, I think that that would probably be, I don't know. Because could you imagine if you went to school and like, the you <laughs> it was like, Basically unfair treatment, like you're a guy on the football team, but you're only getting paid like 50000 and other guys there doing the same exact thing you are going to school, and he's getting paid $5 million. and you're that guy's I mean, living like a different lifestyle. I mean, sorry, though, right? Like, that's that's kind of life. Yeah, but then like it's, I have just, to go to, it's just work for 40 hours a week whether I make three... It's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's semi-pro. It, that's what it is now. You just don't get paid. Uh, and they should get paid. I don't know. I feel like that would work. It probably would work, but I still don't, I, I don't like know. the idea that much. Why? It would make right. K-State instantly better. Yeah, for maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it would. Absolutely it would. Because we have money to go out and get somebody. 
so think about K-State's needs right now, right? We could say, okay, high school running back that we don't have because we don't really have any fucking running backs. We could say, instant playing time, I'm going to give you a one-year, $3 million contract. What I, the numbers are arbitrary at this point because I, I don't know what they would be. I don't know what's feasible. We're going to give you a one-year, $3 million contract. At the end of that contract, you have the opportunity to go to the NFL. You have the opportunity to get a contract elsewhere. Or you have the con- uh, the opportunity to renew your contract with Kansas State. Okay. So my other question is, does... But then you run into the thing where talent doesn't necessarily equal money. That's up because for the school to decide. You have two stars that come in. You're like, oh, I'll pay him 100000 and then he ends up being like your star player. And he, he's getting paid less than a guy, a five-star that was a head case and that sits on the bench. It doesn't – that's – what happens in the pros? That totally happens in the pros. Think about think about the guy that comes – Yeah, in, and then they renegotiate about, their contract. You can. In college, you'd be able to renegotiate your it's contract? A, it depends on when your contract's up. So then that com- – it's a free market. Yeah, but some guy that's like, oh, man, I really want to play. I'll play for 100000 and then he comes in, starts year one, and he signed a three-year, $100,000 contract. Even though he's the team star player. I think if he's going to be the team star player year one, he's probably going to want to get more than $100,000 per year. Yeah, but how do you know that? You don't know that You're betting on yourself. But that's like, I mean, that's real world stuff, right? They'd be able to get agents out of high school. doesn't matter. I don't know. Because think about it. If I was if I was in that scenario, right, and K State offered me a hundred thousand dollars, and I'm like, I'm not worth that. I'm I'm worth more than that because I'm going to be your star player. Like I'm worth I'm worth three hundred thousand dollars. And K State's like, well, we'll give you three hundred thousand dollars, but it's going to be over three years. He said, no, 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 that's not going to work because if I'm if I'm numero uno the first year. I don't want to be locked in making a hundred. Yeah, but how do you know that going in? You don't, but you don't know that in the pros. I know, but so the percentage of guys that are in the pros compared to the guys that are in college is tiny. So you're working with a much much smaller pool of people. In the pros, yeah, I think you're working with the same pool of people, probably bigger because you get to see all of the no. colleges. The percentage of guys that go and play college football that make it to the NFL? Oh, no, no, no. That's not what I meant. I meant a, a pro team can take anybody out of college if they want, but they have to say, here's our top, here are the top players. We have this pool to pick from, and then we get to determine how much we pay those. If I want to draft Russell Wilson, that's a risk, but I'm going to sign him for four years to a $300,000, $350,000 contract or $500,000 contract, whatever it is. And at the end of the day, if he's really good, we're going to have to fucking pay him, and we understand that. But at the same time, if he's not very good, then we're not really out that much money. We can just draft another quarterback. So then a college would say, okay, Curtis, we're going to pay you $100,000 a year. I'm going to say I'm worth $300,000 a year. They're going to be like, okay, here's what we'll do. $200,000 year one. And then... After that, you'll have the option, you know, we'll have to pony up our money like a school would to hold on to a star player. We'll have, so think like in terms of K-State. Think of um, think of Colin Klein, right? If his contract went through his junior year 
K-State would have ponied up money to keep Colin Klein. And that might affect your recruiting that year, but that's the whole purpose of the game. Is because then we have we know how you have to pay Colin Klein or else he's going to go somewhere else unless he just really loves Kansas State for some reason. And you might get guys like that. I don't, I don't really know why you would if someone else is willing to pay you, you know, a million dollars or whatever. But then there's all the challenges. You know, then you have one year to make it, but that's a business decision. And these guys would be able to hire agents if they wanted to. Or you could have an agent. You could have a an agent from the college that could say like, you know, I'm here in the best interest of you. Which I don't know how that would really go over because it's not like the teams provide the agents. But I think it would work. I don't know. It would take a long time. I don't think it would take that long at all. That would be a vast change. Yeah, I know, but it's not like the blueprint is in place. The pros. Okay, but I'm still hung up on so th- these guys could make five million and then, but still be required to go to class. I don't know how that would be sorted out. If you wanted to make some like it would be like a drug test, but you would have a school test. I don't know how that would be sorted out. That would be my biggest hang up. What I'm thinking, because it's hard to tell somebody who's getting paid to play. That, well, you're also a student-athlete, so you have to go to class. Like, you're in this for the money, but you're a student-athlete, so you have to go to class. But let's be honest. Outside of Kansas State, are those players going to class? What do you mean? Are the players going to class? Well, yeah, they have to. To uphold a certain GPA, otherwise they're ineligible. Yeah. I think it's a lot more fluffy other places. Well, it's not. it's not like they're just like going to practice and not going to any class they still have to have they are in basketball yeah but they're there for a year they could be here for a year that's their that's their choice what you could do i mean i again this is way beyond i'm not i wouldn't commit to something like this without thinking it through but you could say minimum gpa is a 2.0 or 2.5 or something like that. You have to maintain that. To, or you would negotiate that into the contract. And the NCAA would be the governing body, which would say the minimums. So if this is the case, though, would you still have to attend a college out of high school? Uh, I haven't thought about that either. I, mean, I guess you wouldn't have to, but would a pro team draft a high school player? I don't know. If they're a five-star and they thought they could. Uh, I mean, I guess the pro team could do that. I don't know that. That's a that's a risk. Or you're going to run into guys that are like, oh, I'm, I'll sign a one-year contract and see you later. I'm going to the pros. I get paid much more there. Yeah. And then they don't make it. And then they're stuck. That What do they do in basketball? Exactly. That's why it's a huge problem, the one-and-done rule. I know, but the, the, no, the one-and-done rule is a problem because we require them to go to college. The one-and-done rule isn't a problem because they go to the pros and then they don't make it. Nobody know, cares if they run, don't make it. You'd that. run in the same thing with what you're saying. It would be, but you could pay someone on it. That's why you make a contract, right? Someone could pay an absurd amount of money for someone to get them to stay. Or who cares? The problem in, in basketball, as far as that goes, is because we're saying in basketball, it's a lot easier to be pro-ready, I think, because it's there's not a... Also, there's only... Five guys. Five guys. Right. <clears throat> so I think it's a lot different scenario 
but kind of the same because what you're saying is it's not like if 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 Zion Williamson went to the pros and he didn't make it, he gets to go back to college. Like you made that choice. Like it's over. If there isn't the you have to go to college for a year, but the going to college for a year thing is a it's a stupid rule. I mean, really, it is because what are we doing? All we're doing is talking about this on a micro level and then not including dollar amounts to it. Duke knows Zion Williamson is not staying there for more than a year. They know that when they sign up. Anybody who recruited Zion Williamson knows next year, after he's done with our basketball team, he's going pro. So we have to recruit that position again. So then in football, if you were to do this thing, you could recruit a whole bunch of guys, like uh, K-State probably would, recruit a whole bunch of guys, sign them to three, four-year contracts, and pay them over that time period but that i mean they're just getting paid basically and then you have a lot of guys that if they don't work if they're a bust then it's okay but basically um you'd have a lot of guys to fill those positions you would be a better overall team as opposed to one position heavy i don't know jay billis i'm looking at you i think this would work i mean it obviously could work but it would just be. It would just be like the. If they don't want to, if they if they want to kick them off the team, like you have the, to pay them through their. You have to pay their contract out. College would be like the minor leagues. Yeah. Okay. What well, is already? It is already. I know, but I'm saying it's not like it wouldn't work. I'm just saying I don't think that it's that. I don't want to say feasible because it is feasible, but not that easy. I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of other elements involved in it that that don't make sense, but. I don't know. Haven't thought of those yet. But also, I think there's a lot of, I don't know. It not necessarily. I'm not like the biggest advocate. I'm not. I'm just trying to play the other side. But like, the value you get from going to college, as opposed to if you just go pro. I mean, half the guys that are five stars in high school, let's be honest, don't go to class in high school. Don't do anything. And then once you take away that in college, then their their education level is like sixth grade. Yeah, I mean, you should make it harder to get into college now. Is would be my response to that. That if if they're not, if they're I know, but there's no regulations on high school. Their teachers just write their grades in the book. Well, you could argue that a lot of colleges do that too. I mean, it's been done, right? To an extent, maybe, but that's against rules. It's not against the rules in high school, necessarily. It is against the rules, technically. Well, yeah, I know, but there's no reformations. There's things to be sorted out. <laughs> I, we're talking about this over a war beard. This isn't bad. I already finished mine. Cast it's it. pretty good. <clears throat> I think it could work. I'd love to talk about it with... An economist or someone. Keister. Keister. Hey, listen. <laughs> Go give a talk. We Keister's should have class. him on the podcast. Should. Talk about the well. abandoned case a little. <laughs> Missouri. <laughs> I don't know how we would do, but Missouri. Well, being in the South, they would do fine. I think the SEC. <sighs> well. That talk was exhausting. It is kind of exhausting. Let's talk about another exhausting topic, which would be Kansas State basketball. 
who can't figure it out. It's so mind-blowing to me. Everything it's I, been it, it it really is a sum it's a summary of the Bruce Weber era. I feel like not Just winning high highs and low lows. I yeah. do not understand. We never can seem to win the games that we're supposed to win, but we, we figure out ways to win games that we're not supposed to win, which is insane. I do not understand it in the slightest. A and M, honestly, sense. besides like the slappy non cons, is the worst team that we've. Faced I think it could be argued that that is the that's the worst loss for sure. Yeah. But like out of our losses, that a hundred percent is our worst loss. Yeah. But out of the teams we played, they're bottom percent. Think about where K State is. If you win the games you're supposed to win, who do we lose to? Non-con, Tulsa, Tulsa, A and M, Tulsa, A and M. We had well, A and M technically non-con, but we also lost to. Uh, oh man, I can't even remember. Let's pretend oh, Marquette, which is. Wait a minute. Man. They're good. Well, yeah, they're no, fine. Marquette's like almost top ten. Okay, so let's <laughs> let's say we lose to them still, and we beat the other teams. K State's sitting there at three losses, four, three losses, four losses. Right now, yeah, four we losses. Have, we have we have five. six losses, right? We have five losses. Okay, so you're sitting there at three losses. You're like a top twenty team, pretty easily. Yeah. Absurd. Well, it could be argued that we would have been if we didn't lose to AM. Okay, if we wouldn't have lost to AM. Well, right. So that's um so top twenty is pretty easily said. You could be a top fifteen team. I mean, that's what like good programs just beat the people that they're supposed to beat. Number one. They went at home. They went at home and then they win half their road games or more in conference. KU. Yeah. That's all KU do, does is win at home. And it worked. I mean, that's a great formula. Now, you could argue that KU at home is a whole different beast. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it cannot be argued that they're a great program in basketball overall. And that is the formula. And it doesn't matter who they schedule non-con because it's they could schedule. I mean, they have like the hardest schedule in their freaking country. Probably easily. I don't. I mean, I haven't looked at all of the yeah. what the rankings are. The new but Ken they, Palm thing or they whatever. play unbelievable opponents every year which they can because they're good and people want to play them you know that are good but it doesn't matter because they know that they're going to get in the conference and they're going to win all their home games maybe lose one and then they're going to win the majority of their road games and then if you do that you're if you win all of your home games and half of your away games you're at least you're at least in the conversation for a title a conference championship yeah at least yeah, I'm, and K State can't finish anybody. I mean, like the highest of highs. Thinking about like games that it's like, man, that was a really good win, like a really solid win, like a TCU or obviously Iowa State or at Tech. At Tech, just like man, I feel. I, I even text uh, Sam and you about it. Like I feel really good about that win because it's like those are huge mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. Like you have to be able to put games away like that, and you did. But there's a point in the game A&M where it's like, okay, let's have that, let's call it Mamba mentality. We're up 28-20. Pull away. I mean, get get it to 14. And nope. they quit. I mean, they yeah, quit. That, that was the most frustrating thing. Out of half <laughs> was the worst. We went back to like 
I don't know high? what. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I've never seen anything like that. I think I know had, you can get cold shooting, but when literally every player gets cold shooting, I mean, I know it's, shooting's contagious. They say, but like get to the basket, get like yeah, get to the free throw like, line. I, I mean, I don't understand that. That's just and that's just basketball IQ stuff, which. I go back and forth on how our basketball IQ is. I think overall it's probably not very high. I mean, I think that Barry probably has good basketball IQ. Dean is okay. Yeah, I we never, like, the thing that frustrates me, like, we never, like, if we're shooting bad, we never adjust our offense to get different shots. That We, we just try and assume that if we shoot the same shots and run the I'll same offense, in. they'll all go in eventually. And Barry is a slasher. Like, he he is a... Get to the basket. Maybe you'll get fouled. Maybe you won't. But you do that three times in a row, you're going to get to the basket. Or you're going to get fouled once. Mm-hmm. At least. Once out of three. Especially how tic-tac the refs are, which is a whole nother conversation. How miserable college basketball refs are. In but it's hard to watch. They're so, so bad. bad. We'll get to that in just a second. But, I mean, K-State, they, like, they did not. I think they scored two points in the first 12 minutes of the second half. I know there is a stretch for at least over eight minutes, maybe. Yeah, I know there is a stretch for over ten minutes in the second half where we um, were one of fifteen with three points scored at some point in yeah, the second. Yeah, I think half. I saw that we were two of sixteen. So that was the last. That was a stat that I saw. Yeah, two of sixteen. That's insane. Like I don't know. Like at some point, it's just I don't understand. Actually, a lot of time I don't understand. When we're good, we're good. But when we're bad, we're one of the worst team so in the country. Bad. It's insane. But speaking of insane, college basketball refs are, I don't know if they just, Atrocious. I mean, I've never even seen anything like it. Like, I mean, I, I say I don't like to complain about the refs, but I complain about the refs all the time. They don't really give me a choice. Yeah, and I'll say this. It's not just watching K-State games. Like, I could say that all day. Oh, the refs were terrible in this game, which they are. The well, they but, are. Yeah. but also, watching other games, it's like, geez, these aren't any better. They're all bad. Like, I saw a, a play yesterday in, in the uh, Duke-Notre Dame game. Notre Dame guy, or Duke guy, went up for a jam. The Notre Dame guy went like... Like, just swiped his hand. Did I don't even think he touched him. Maybe barely hit his arm. Mm-hmm. Duke guy tried to slam it. It went off the back of the iron. Like, he completely lost it in his hand. It had nothing to do with what Notre Dame did. And he slammed it. It went. It was almost hitting the court. And, I mean, you know how it is after a dunk. It's not like it just, boom, and then hits the ground. Like, it goes high in the air. It was almost to the ground. And then they called a foul. Yeah. Because he missed a dunk. They do that now. I think that is a point of emphasis is they wait and see if it goes in. Stupid. Yeah, that's a stupid thing. Also, the new hooking flagrant thing oh, with the arms. Gosh. Where, like, if one arm's over the other, it's just an automatic flagrant. Just let them play. I mean, make sure it doesn't get out of hand. Make sure nothing's blatantly obvious. But, like, there are some travels in the K-State game where I'm like, okay, if you... If you slow that down, you might be able to see it. Maybe. You might be able to tell that there was something. I don't even know. Like, because I slowed a couple of them down. I'm like, I, I, I don't know. 
And that goes both ways. I mean, I was watching A&M, and there were some things. It was like, not in the second half, because I didn't have a foul until six minutes left in the game. <laughs> yeah. But in the first half, there were some things. It was like, I don't know what you're looking at. No. I literally... And I know it's easy to sit here and like say, because I'm not a ref, so it's easy to watch it on TV and say that, but also at the same time... Maybe refs need to stand in, or just watch it from TV. Yeah. Well, what if they did? That would be pretty sweet. They're they just, just up in, in the box and they're just like sitting there with a the whistle that goes over the loudspeaker. <laughs> Can you imagine how loud that would fucking be? <laughs> what if they did? That would be, uh, I don't TM. know. There's, there's some things you can see on TV that you can't see necessarily from the court as well, but there's also things you can see on the court that you can't see on TV. But still. I mean, officiating is a terrible one. job. It, it sucks. Yeah. I, it's not fun in the slightest on any level. But at the really same time, you sign up for it, so be good at it. Yeah. I mean, I, Sam said it on uh, – Sam and Dom and Trey said it on the cast last week. Like, just be better at your job. Yeah. You have to be better at your job. I mean, abs- I mean, it, some of those things are absurd. Some of the fouls that they call. What are you possibly – what are you seeing? I, I don't understand. And, I, and then the makeup call. There's always a makeup call when they realize, mm. ah, like shit, I I messed that one up. And then there's a makeup call, and then the team's just like, okay, okay, like <laughs> uh, I guess. Yeah. And then how fouls are considered different? Like it seems like sometimes at home, like somebody will get called for a moving screen or whatever, and it's like, oh, fouls, fouls. You know, they're racking up. And then also, on the other end, it's like shooting fouls. So it's yeah. like it doesn't matter if you have four fouls and all four of them are shooting, and the other team has two fouls. And those ones are moving screens or dead ball fouls. It's yeah, like, that's that, what that makes a huge difference. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, there's fouls that are probably fouls, but don't really have a huge impact on the game. But then there's fouls that are questionable and have a huge impact on the game. And the disparity between some of those calls drives me insane sometimes. Yeah. Here's another one from the K State game. I think Dean dove on the floor one time. And he like rolled around and almost got to his knees to pass, mm-hmm. and there was no travel called. Is that not a travel anymore? I don't know. I I wonder that too because I thought the rule was if you either went to the ground with the ball, it was a travel. You can go to the ground, but you can't. I, I my understanding was you just you have to be stationary at that point. But continue. yeah, you can't like slide or roll right once you're on the ground. Yeah, but I, that that is completely not what happened because there's a lot of times like yeah, you're not supposed if you to go on your stomach, like, you can't go to your back. Yeah, you can't roll over and then pass it, but apparently you can now. So who knows? Absurd. But that I don't know. So equally, I don't know what's more what's more frustrating to you is it the officiating or K State's inconsistency? Um, because with officiating, I'm never happy. No. With K-State, I'm happy 40% of the time. I think K-State's inconsistency is more frustrating because it's more mind-blowing. Like, I can't wrap my hind... My hind? My hind. <laughs> my Your hind mind. parts around it. I couldn't do that if I tried. <laughs> but, I don't know. We got a uh, pretty big one coming up next week, so... We'll see how what that is goes. That? KU, right? Yep. On Monday? Tuesday. Tuesday. So we're going to have to uh, 
I don't know what we're going to do next week. I mean, week, you've but... got to get it figured out on Saturday is the thing. You have to win on Saturday because you yeah. play, what, Okie State on Saturday? Yeah. You have to play and play well and shoot and have some sort of confidence going in because KU's not a game. I, I don't. I think that they're probably down this year, but you can't. We say that every year, right? KU's down every single year. Yeah. It seems like they're down every single year, and every single year they're right where they are. Well, I think you could probably say they actually are this year without Azubuki, but I don't. It's going to depend. A stud. He's a Big Twelve Player of the Year. Yeah, it's going to depend if they get um, what, which I don't know. I'm not a big enough follower of KU, but Sosa, if they get him back to take some of those minutes that Azubuki. Yeah, but I mean, who knows? But they just we have you have to get some sort of positive momentum going. Yeah. That's just so unfathom- unfathomable. Like, you can suck at shooting threes or whatever, or or 18-footers or 15-footers even, but it's not those even that we're missing. Like, yeah, we're miserable from three when we're bad, but we can't even make, like, four-footers. <laughs> I mean, we can't even dial up something. And then I feel like once we stop shooting, it's like, all right, well, I don't know if we should run our offense now or if this, this needs to be a one-on-one game. Like, you think the motion offense that Bruce runs, which is, uh, it's a joke that it's called the motion offense because oftentimes, I think against A&M in the first half, there was one time that I actually looked back and I was like, this is kind of the motion offense that we're talking about. Like, there's two guys cutting at the same time, running in circles. I saw that they completed the play, so then they just ran it again. But most of the time, once we start, start shooting, like, piss poor, it's like, all right, everybody stand around. We'll pass it around the perimeter until there's like six seconds left. And then the last guy with the ball either hucks it up or tries to get to the lane, and then it's too late. Like, move with purpose. Move without the ball. Set good screens and be ready to box out. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't seem that hard. Seem that hard. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know either. I'm pretty much, I think I'm done talking about K-State basketball. Yeah, it's pretty much. I kind I think I'm kind of glad that we don't have a game during the week this week. Kind of get my mental, my mental break from K State basketball. Yeah, I was really frustrated after last week, but it's kind of like, yeah. I mean, I understand that every game matters for the tournament, especially with us. Like, if you play like that, then you're a bubble team at best. If you don't play like that, if you play like we were playing the five games before that, then we're like a three seed, three to seven, three to six seed. Probably somewhere in those ranks. Yeah. But <laughs> I understand that every game matters, but if you had to lose one, you'd rather lose that one than Okie State the next. You know, if you have to drop a game, if you yeah. have to drop a game that you don't need to drop. Yeah. That's what I was I was like, well, had to happen That's what at I tried some to say point. To Sam, where- and he's like, "No, oh, every game matters." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, "Yeah, okay, I get that." Obviously, if you had to lose, because it had to happen eventually, we weren't going to go undefeated the rest of the Big Twelve season. No. So, having a mid-season extreme wake-up call like that, like if we're not focused, we will lose to A and M, who's the worst team in the SEC. Like, get your shit together, loss. Then I think that was a good one to have. Yeah. But I would lose to them and Okie State if we beat KU. True. For sure. I don't think that's going to happen <laughs> no. necessarily. But I don't think so, but can dream. Because we'll probably just 
go insanely cold, which is basically what the weather is outside like right now. So it's supposed to be like negative 50 degree wind chill. Not here. No, 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 no. But like northern the, states. Yeah, the northern states. So like the Minnesotas, the Dakotas, Chicago, like Illinois. Yeah. Basically. So you're, can you imagine that? Mars averages negative 80 degrees temperature. So my uncle and I were talking about this and he's like, oh yeah, we had negative 40 to 50 degree wind chills like a few years ago. He said in like, he swears in like 2011, there's a night where it was like negative 50 degrees. I mean. Wind chills. He swore. You could probably look that up, right? I probably could, but. That seems, I mean, no point right now, but like. I don't know. At some point, it just gets so cold that you can't tell the difference. It's kind of like when it's so hot. Like, once it gets above, like, 105, it doesn't matter if it's 105 or 120. Or 212. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that when water boils? Point. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't... The... I don't know if, like... I know we had snow days, but, like, are they canceling schools and stuff for cold days? I... I don't think could you, you imagine I don't standing think you out can for, be outside for that long. Yeah, if I was going to say I don't, 50 degree wind chill and it's like blowing freezing ass air. Yeah, you can't have like skin out or you'll get frozen. Get frozen. <laughs> I was going to say get frostbite, but I don't think I don't know. I can't remember if we ever had any I don't we, well, we never had school canceled. No. I don't, never. And not college at least ever. We didn't have one snow day in college. Yeah, you had to have. I don't think so. Your freshman year. I feel uh, like we had like so. a I feel like we had like a week no, off. No, your freshman year, you had a week off. I know, but I think we had back to back years. Because no. it was when Kirk was president and he was canceling school left and right. No, I don't think so. I don't know. I'm actually I'm very confident that that did not happen. There's a lot of times when he took a lot of heat because he wasn't canceling school. True. Can you imagine walking to class? Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't, you can't physically do that. Like, you can't be out if you had to walk to class and you had any more than a couple blocks. Like, you better have a full face mask. Like, you better have a face mask. That's on. what I'm saying. Your skin better be covered. If it's windy and negative, well, 10, the actual yeah, the actual temperatures are still in the negatives, which is bad. But the wind chills are. I just want to kind of know what it feels like. Yeah, like if you're if you are in like the Dakotas, are you like opening the door and being like, I'm gonna take my shirt off for just a second, just see like <laughs> how fast my nipples get hard. Yeah, even though they already are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Is at what point can you like throw, throw water? water? Yeah, I don't know. I thought they said that you could do that in Kansas a while back. It might have been what your uncle was talking about in the 2011. But I feel like that's a myth. There's no way. That's so cold. Well, I don't think wind chills necessarily matter for freezing water. Well, Just no, I wouldn't imagine. Well, it's what it feels like outside. But yeah, yeah. actual temp is what, what matters. But that's so cold. Can you imagine throwing water up in the air and then it coming down as icicles? I don't. I can't imagine that. I, I don't. I mean, maybe I'll, I'll YouTube it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I uh, I mean, it's not like it would be cool either if they canceled school because normally like during a snow day, it's like, oh, yeah, we'll go out sled and play in the snow or do something stupid. 
but you can't really go outside. So I was thinking about that, actually. But also you can stay It's like inside. when it was cold and you were little, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go play in the snow. And so you had to put on all these clothes, right? And then you go out in the cold and you're like, it's fucking this cold. This isn't that fun. <laughs> like, it's cold. Like, I can't even make a snowball without my hands hurting. And then your gloves get, like, instantly wet. So you're like, screw that. I'm going back in. And then you, like, take off your clothes. Have and mom take so, some hot cocoa. Yeah, but you're so hot at that oh, point. Cause you're, like, that's the go, worst. You, like, went from freezing-ass cold to, like, 75 degrees. So then you're, like, hot and itchy and, like, oh, my God. My skin's going to, like, melt off my body. Yeah, that's that's the worst after, like, you'd play out in the snow and you came in and you were freezing. Oh, my God. But then 10 minutes after, you wanted to go back outside because it was so hot. Like, your skin was hot. Yeah, you're like, let me stand in the breezeway for a little bit so I can at least feel the cold even without the yeah, wind. Yeah, and hot, hot cocoa doesn't even taste good because it's so hot. <sighs> yeah, I don't, it's insane. Rip to all the people that have to bear those temperatures. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's still like, supposed to it's be like, like 20 like, degrees here or whatever, but it's still, nah, it's, that's still, it's still supposed cool. to be like... I mean, like, this morning, though. Oh, yeah. But it's still tomorrow, I think... It's supposed to be pretty bad. Real bad. <laughs> Cut in half real bad. Cut in half real bad. Uh, let's see what the temps are tomorrow. 17's the high, 12's the low. And then this is what gets me about Kansas, man. Saturday, 58 degrees, 50's the low. Yeah, it's... <laughs> 40 is 17, 40, 50, 58, 63, 48, 36, 32... <laughs> Yeah, that's how you contract FBA. Yeah, that's that's FBA written in a calendar. Because Wednesday, you can't go outside. Friday, you're thinking about getting a quick nine in. Let's see. Yeah, oh, my God. You're wearing shorts. <laughs> there was some guy that was out golfing this last Saturday. Really? Must yeah. Be. There's still snow on the ground. I'm just looking at like my different clients, what their temperatures are. Yeah, uh, they're about like here. I mean, there's some. Oh my God, Ames, Iowa tomorrow, negative nine degrees. Negative twenty four is the low. That's stupid. Negative twenty four is the low. They have to cancel the class. Negative twenty two is low today. It's negative three degrees right now. The actual temperature? Yeah. Look. I don't know what's more like... And then Sunday, 44. <laughs> I don't know what's more um, disheartening if when you look at the weather and it's like negative, because when it's negative, you're like, oh my God, that's insane. Or when you look at it and it's like one degree, it's like a single degree outside. It's like, okay. <laughs> it's like, all right. Well, okay, would you rather look at it and it be negative or you look at it and it'd be like 110? Negative one... Or 110. Am I forced to go outside either one of those days? For one hour. Probably 110. Even though I'm the biggest person that always says you can you can always put more clothes on, but you can only take a certain amount off. That's fucking cold, though. That's pretty cold. Like, it'd be that, like, one, it'd be like 125. That's when you go out and you just start to hurt. What are you saying? Keely, would rather sweat. No. Keely just joined us. Sweating is absolutely miserable. Because, okay, so if it was 20 or 110, 20 every single day of the week. Yeah. If it was... You agree? She agrees. Okay, but I'm saying, so once it hits, like, one degree, 
then it like physically pains your body to be outside. When it's Man. one with when it's one ten, at least, I mean, at least it's still really miserable because you're sweating. And but. I like the cold. If I could live in like Wisconsin or like Minnesota or something like that, and like my family and friends were up there, like I would do that because I I would prefer it to be cold rather than hot. But man, when it's like sometimes I have to rethink that because it's just like this is it's cold. Like I I just walk outside and it's just like I, I can't walk out of my car to my work building <laughs> without imagine walking out of your car. I mean, it is right. I would say get out of your car. I get out of my car and, and then, then I walk. Okay, whatever. <laughs> just you just get out of your car and you're just like. Okay, I know it's only like 50 steps, but it's so cold. Yeah. But generally, my consensus, I'd ra- much rather be cold than hot. Overall, And it's yeah. not even close. Yeah. Because when you're cold, you can come in and get warmed up pretty... I mean, unless you're like chilled to the bone, you can warm up pretty fast. Yeah. But when you're and hot like and you come in. The, I kind of like laying around the house and having yeah. like a blanket on. Yeah. When you're hot. Although when you are hot and it, you come into like a 67 degree house. True. It's like, oh, that feels good, yeah. dude. It's like coming into a refrigerator. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> coming into a refrigerator. Yeah. You can do that, I guess, if you want to whenever you want. But Yeah. Sterile. Keeps longer. It's true. Save it for later. <laughs> yeah, we used to do that when I used to work at it. Nope, that's oh. not what I meant. I meant like going in, like going into the refrigerator. Like we had a, a walk-in when I worked at Buzzards, the pizza place, and it was like you're standing in front of the oven, which is like 400-some degrees, and it's just beating on your face. <laughs> and then you come right into it. Come right into the fridge. <laughs> but after, after like having the the uh oven open and that heat just hitting you in the face i mean i said pounding you in the face hitting you in the face just walking into that walk-in cooler was like warm i could stay in this walk-in cooler for an hour that warm blast all over your face and then you walk in yeah (laughs) you get that warm blast in your face and (laughs) that was the best job when i worked at the liquor store was (laughs) getting warm blast Was restocking the walk-in cooler because it was really cold during the summer. But, uh... Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap wrap up here. Yeah. Well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well. Okay, so uh, what do we think about the beer? The war beard? The war beard. They should have called it war beer. Oh! (laughs) Maybe a little, uh... Now I give that to the. Uh, I was pretty sure I had it before, and I think I still stand by that. But I will also stand by the fact that I think it's a uh, good good one to uh, purchase and drink again. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's a thumbs up. Any last calls on uh, today's episode? Um, not really. Other than the fact that no point for it to be negative thousand. Or a thousand degrees in general. Yeah. Unless of course you extremes blasted in the face and then you get a yeah. come in the fridge. Warm blast in the face every once in a while are okay. But not all the time. That's my takeaway. Warm blast in the face are okay 
according to Mike, sometimes, but not all the time. Yeah. Not every... I couldn't handle warm blast in the <laughs> face every day. Sometimes you have to get blasted elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Catch us next, uh, or I guess it's Friday. Yeah. 